inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing over there? <laughs> uh, not too bad. How are you? Good. So we are back on uh, Outlook CFB on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western. Um, looks like we came in here today. They had a busy morning. Uh, yeah, there was a live tear going on before us, I believe. So City limits, I guess they're called. Um, so it was pretty busy coming in. Yeah, and um, Check them out when you were at home still good, here. Good to be back. We... Um, yeah. We've been. It's been three weeks since we've been here. There was a Halloween week show, um, part one of Carrie's travels um, to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, we did the two part, or the second part aired on the week where the station was closed for programming. So we had to. We sent in a pre-record, which was uh, pretty good because we had a second part to Carrie's part two already. Um, what was it called again? Dis- Disability Insights. Yeah. Yeah, it was a seminar or a, a day-long seminar going on in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, talking about bl- blindness, deaf blindness, uh, autism, mental illness. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that was um, weird to be back. <laughs> and then we had yeah Remembrance Day, so we weren't here for that. Um, we our show is on right at eleven, so that would be very yeah, it's very so. inappropriate if we decide to barge in on that moment. Um, but but anyway, I've been traveling since then again, and uh, we had a friend's wedding, and we can talk about all that because it's all kind of related. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's. Lots to talk about today. It's going to be just a standard catch-up episode. We're catching up on... I like when we call it catch-up episodes because we have a podcast called Catch-Up on Pancakes, like condiment. That just sounds funny. <laughs> when we decided to start that, we were like, should we call it catch-up? Like, C- C-8? No. But anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so when I'm out on my, tra- my daily adventures, I try to get recordings for the show because uh, audio's, you know, encompasses soundscapes and things. So I'm not sure if that's... Uh, so there's often w- a lot of ways for us to do things. So I record audio when I'm out and about on my phone, and then I try to bring it here and play it on air. And sometimes it's hard because I, I use my iPhone, and uh, all these iPhones are different, di- needing different connections. So if I want to be able to connect here and play something off my phone, I need I need a what do they call? It? I don't even know what they call them. It's a tiny little connector that it's I an adap- it's an adapt. It's a converter that Convert. converts the a lightning um, connection to a 3.5. Um, like your standard headphone connection so that we can plug it into the board here. And Carrie's phone doesn't have that because it's a newer iPhone. Um, I'm stuck with my 6S because I can't give up the headphone jack. Yeah. But um, anyway, we depend so much on our iPhones. I uh, I ordered this connector thing, and it's so tiny that I lost it for a while. And then a friend gave us an, me another one. Um, but of course, I left them both at home. So that's one option of how you could do it, and I'm going to just bring one and leave it in town because I don't live in London. Um, but our, my other option was, oh, well, do I can just text you the audio clip. Yeah, so Carrie was able to share the voice memo to me on her phone, and uh, yeah, we'll just start, start things off with a bit of a sound effect. So 
I don't know if you can guess the sound. Yeah, see, this is a game we should start playing. Anybody listening? See, we love sound effects. Like, we've used them for years and things. And uh, I think it adds to this program. Um, but yeah, I tried to get... I was hoping it would capture the... You know, the rhythm of the... Yeah, it's kind of just a low rumble. Where's the whistle? Oh, yeah, there's a the whistle. There's a whistle. <laughs> Yeah, I thought maybe I'd hear a bit more of the chugging. Yeah, sound. at certain parts you do, you really do feel it. So I thought that the audio would pick it up. Um, and then the the lady on the train said that with the snow, that it was <clears throat> the tracks were a little rougher, and that you hear, might hear something like that. But anyway, that's me on the train. <laughs> if you didn't guess, if you don't know. Um, ooh. Sorry, I just wanted to rev it back up once more. Uh, we'll leave that in the background. Um, but. Uh, were you on the train here, like, leaving or coming home? So this was Wednesday night, so I was coming home. Oh, so Carrie's travels to home. <laughs> yeah, so it was stopping in Brantford there. Um, but why were you going home? Where did you go? Yeah, so I went to another conference um, in Toronto this time. Um, and I took, so I, so I went with Via, Via Rail. Um, and I went to something called um, Social Media Week Toronto. And you went, you went with with a guide because blind people can't take the train by, on them, by themselves. <laughs> what were you reading? <laughs> I was going to bring this up. <laughs> no, I went by myself. And oh, when I travel, really? when I travel by myself, I don't think it's too much to ask to expect that somebody working for Via there um, is there to assist me for something uh, they don't sit with me in the whole train ride I don't need that it's just boarding and, and getting off and stuff and I'm gonna I'm gonna thank them because they were pretty they were really great this yeah, time so that went very, well very reliable for, yeah um, so how did you get how did you get to the train station did you walk there from your house because I know it's pretty close yeah no it is close but it was early and snowy and cold and right. there's a bit of a weird crossing I got dropped off anyway um, then I find the car with whoever just dropped me off and then when I get on um I don't, I don't need help. But then when I get off, um, I follow everybody. Like so, when when you get a when you're blind and you ride an air, go on an airplane, you get to board first, <laughs> um, get that out of the way, and then they technically you stay on to the last so that they can assist you. Oh, you're talking about planes. Well, now? I'm just comparing them. So with trains, it's the same thing. I didn't want to just sit there and wait, so I just hopped up and got off the train on my own. But it was great because they they did make note in the in on I think on their computer system or something that I I needed <clears throat> somebody. So as soon as I got off the step down off the steps there was a lady there right there to help walk me into the what's called the great hall which i love is very like a harry potter reference um so yeah so that was great she was friendly and helpful and and you know didn't have to wait which sometimes you have to wait and, some, and sometimes you need to have a good attitude about that but um sometimes there's slip-ups and, and you don't get the help but the point is that if you want to travel by yourself and you're blind you should and if you are traveling with a guide that gives the staff of via the reason that they don't have to <laughs> well they should still look out for you as as far as hospitality and travel goes but but anyway they don't have to be there to take you to where you need to go if you're with somebody and then the whole controversy comes into it is this like if you have say a CNIB card or whatever proof of your blindness you can get a guide to come with you and uh, you get like a discount on that right but then the whole thing comes down to, well, well, then what are you doing traveling on your own sometimes? What Then why do you deserve that discount for your friend? Is it a friend? Is it a guide? Like, it gets kind well, of... Well, the, the only thing I, I can kind of say is, in, in a sense, it seems like a... Um, it's hard to 
turn something down because it's like, oh, we get a discount. Exactly. Um, but, but maybe we should. Well, at the same point, you, yeah, you do question why. But then you also got to look at, there's people with different levels. There's blind people like us who are very independent, have had the training, exactly. have the ability. There's some blind people who have never traveled on their own, and for them to go on a train for the first time by themselves would be really scary, and they do want they do want someone to, to a companion to come with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that in that sense, this um, the free guide um, if they're guiding someone who's blind um, would be an option, and it, it seems to make sense to some degree in that in that situation. So it does. That is the thing that I saw on some on on social media just this morning. I think right, blind people feeling like they're being compared to each other because we all are different different levels, and we all need different things. And so when it gets too rigid, and we 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 start to you know get this kind of assistance from government and from services right then then there's 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 rules put on it and there's this stuff and then you feel like you're you know there's pressure anyway um i'm just sort of saying that um my experience this time was great and uh this is something that most people don't really think about because you can just you know go by yourself anywhere but not all blind people can every time and so that's just the thing i went with a guide uh a friend to ottawa back in the spring right and it was just nice. I could be with a friend, but yet she was there to help me and I didn't have to wait for the assistance. But um, sometimes the, the line gets blurred and we feel like, you know, well, sometimes we just want to go somewhere with a friend. And what does that mean? And Anyway, all these thoughts come in your mind when you get to travel. Well, I don't know. I, I took the um, Greyhound bus back right, you did. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, and how was that? There wasn't really any, Never I mean, they, well, they... The, they took me out for early boarding, which they generally do, which, again, that's another thing. It's like, why does it really matter? Why? But, Are we that <clears throat> but, cumbersome to get settled? Yeah, but anyway, someone... This can be nice. Um, someone at, at the bus station, yeah, they t- they took my ticket, they helped me find a seat, and then when the the bus was arriving, um, th- someone came and got me and helped me outside to the bus, and I, I walked on myself, and then I picked my own seat. Um, okay. When I got on, they, the driver said, there's, a, there's one like right on the right if you want, but then... Sometimes it's kind of standard that people sit here at the front. Might get on at the front just because it's right there, and people think, "Oh, it's it's easier well, and faster." And like on buses, that's where people with certain needs will sit, right? Elderly and wheelchairs and disabilities. And that's another one. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't really think about it, but sometimes it, it's kind of nice to switch it up. So yeah. on this Greyhound bus ride, I I went about twelve seats back. It reminds me of all those years on the school bus when our bus driver had us in the second second seat or front. It was the second seat. But it was on the right side. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so finally I broke out of that mold and <laughs> in the eighth grade I sat, the, I went to the very back. I sat at the very back with my friends. So that was, that was why that was part of what And that again just comes down to it's... <laughs> just speak you, up for yourself, I guess. Well, it's... Do it's, what you want to do, but... Yeah, no, it's pretty much pe- this, this decision's being made for you because mm-hmm. this is what people because expect what and that's what they've done before. Yeah. And that's that's might be okay, but at the same time you, you can still make your own decision. You don't have to feel like you have to follow someone else's... Um, expectation or rules of what they think you should be should be doing. Yeah, that's. Um, but anyway, I took I took the bus home and it was all fine. And then when I got there, I did just get up. I didn't wait for someone to come help me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just got up when people were getting up and waited for luggage to clear. And then I followed someone out. And then and then when I stepped off the bus, the the um, someone at the station did was there and asked if I needed any assistance. And and I did because I really had to go to the washroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was really tired and I wanted to get home. It so instead be, of it can be quicker and easier. Instead of me wandering in the station and trying to find the washroom and asking strangers where it was or something, I just took them up on their offer and then when I got out someone another person was there and helped me find a, a cab. So again, it always comes down to 
good to be independent, do things on your own, challenge the expectations that might be not even intentional. Sometimes it's just an unintentional expectations from society. Um, sometimes it's good to um, to change that and really work at it. Other times it's okay to take the help and make things faster. And mm-hmm. it just depends. But anyway. Yeah, so I took the train. You took you the train. recently took the bus. Um, we recently, we just sent a friend off back to Ireland on the airplane. So there's lots of transportation yeah, going on here. And lots of driving yesterday to take him back to the airport. Um, so let's, yeah. let's just backtrack. <laughs> backtrack. We're getting a little too excited here, not being on the air for a while. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, First of all, we there was all this excitement around our friend's wedding, which was a lot. Well, no, let's talk about your, what we t- why we played the train oh, and okay. your trip. Let's there get that done. <laughs> Didn't write an outline. <laughs> ah, this whole day's been kind of funny. Yeah, so I went for Social Media Week Toronto. Now, there's one in New York. There's one in L.A. Um, I'm not a huge social media... Well, you would say I am, probably. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> Gary posts on Facebook about 20 times a day. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you do. I'm on, I have a couple different pages in my own personal page. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, I run social media for our show here, Outlook and things, and for the Canadian Federation of the Blind, I run the Facebook page. Just to quickly make a note, uh, the Facebook, the um, magazine is out. Anyway, um, I'll bring that up again at the end of the show. But um, you are listening to Outlook on 94.9 CHRW Radio Western. And yeah, so I went to learn, to see what I could learn. My friend suggested it and she was going. She does social media work in Toronto. So basically, it was her and I and a another lady who was, again, back to that issue, kind of my guide. So again, she got in with a discount because she was there. She got to get in, you know, get in and get, in, and get and learn some things for her own business, but she was there. So I, you know, she guided me around because it was a crowded, busy place. She described anything visual that was being up there presented that the, 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 pre- the presenters weren't talking about. Um, so, yeah, that was the whole discussion I had with her, too, at lunch the one day, right? It's like, she thinks, blind people, why not take advantage if you can? Life can be hard enough. And imagine be, she imagined herself in that lobby full of people with this line for lunch snaking all around and everybody cited being confused about where to stand, right? And she's like, well, why would you not take advantage of these things when they are given to you, right? But, but uh, well, I'm just saying, she's saying how she would feel if she was in that situation, yeah. but she also doesn't... Exactly. ...can't compare it because... She's not in that situation. Well, she hasn't been blind ever, so <laughs> if, if you've never been in something and you look yeah. at it and you're like, oh, if I was like that right this second, this is how I would act, well, that's not realistic because... No, it isn't. But again, I so I, yeah, so we had that discussion. I explained to her the other side of it, right? And I said, well, I don't need to go to the front of a line. If I have, you, if I have friends I'm with, if I was totally alone, then I would ask for some assistance from the running the people running the... Uh, seminar, right? Which is harder maybe to organize. They were nice enough to sort of talk to me about, you know, bringing my guide friend. But um, but as far as a line, I can if I'm with my friends, I can stand in a line and wait and get my food like anyone else, right? Well, yeah, I would never... The only no. the, the only times that I have jumped up in the line or something is because I have had trouble finding the end of the line and then I end up just be getting in a spot and someone says, oh, don't worry about That's it. But generally, saying, yeah. but generally, I would I would ask the people in the line and be like, I'm looking for the end of the line and someone would help me find it. Well, that's that's the thing. That's the difference, right? But that doesn't mean we have to pick one over the other all the time, because that's just crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was going there to learn what I could to sort of help what I do, um, you know, advertising for the show here, and because um, sometimes you feel like social media is so crazy, and you're not, and nobody's noticing what you're trying to do. But um, anyway, there were a lot of hashtags because <laughs> it was a social media event. Um, but one I liked that uh, was kind of my purpose. Um, when people ask me who what, you know who I am and why I was there and what I was doing, is um, hashtag social just uh, social media for social good. So that was my 
kind of motto the whole time. If anybody asked me what I was trying to get out of it or why I why I care about social media, you know, um, people get into that sort of thing for different reasons. Um, but it was a lovely two day event, and I got to stay at my friend's condo, so I didn't have to get a hotel room or whatever, and uh, had some nice dinners. I drank mushroom coffee. Want some? Hmm. Sound appealing? No, that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it was like freezing cold in Toronto those two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, snowy. And uh, sometimes I walked with my friend, who I've known since we were 10, and we had the conversation a lot about what it's like to have someone like that who's known me since I was 10, uh, and then these <clears throat> two ladies that I met just this week. And, um, you know, but the one who was with me there, um, Victoria, she was great. She, You know, some people are just sort of more of a natural at it, and, and it's just sort of knowing how to how to approach it, you know, offering your arm. You know, I, I gave her a bit of a <laughs> tutorial on it before we met, but um, it was it was really great to meet them and, and be there. Um, social media, it can be crazy and you can't let it kind of consume you. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did you find this conference really helpful or was it okay? Was it... Well, truthfully, I just enjoyed it for the experience that it was. I, I'd like to visit Toronto. I can't, I couldn't live there, I don't think. But, um, you know, it's got quite the energy and it felt like we could have been in New York. There, there was, you know, snowflakes falling on the one evening. It was lovely. Um, but no, I didn't learn tons. Um, but it was just interesting to hear these different speakers. So they had um, someone named Steve Bartlett. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a successful businessman. A fairly young guy um, from England, who's I think now in the U.S. A lot of these stories were rags to riches stories. I don't know if she's familiar with that. Um, but it's just interesting for people to hear that I can sit there um, in the audience and I have my Braille display in my lap and my iPhone. It's funny because I, I couldn't look around and see, but I bet a lot of people were on their phones on social media at a social media conference. Because mm-hmm. yeah. some of the speakers were more interesting than others. There was the um, marketing, head of marketing at uh, Twitter Canada, um, someone from... Instagram, uh, Pinterest, I mean. And then there was this talk of this new platform called TikTok, which I'd never heard of. Well, I may have heard of it like right before I went, but I knew nothing about it. You? Nope. I don't know anything about it. So I have some interest to making, uh, in making video or YouTube, getting a YouTube channel documentary stuff. Um, but right now, you and I focus mostly on audio, which is easier for us. But um, TikTok is like a, a video social, like you can post your videos and... It's basically everybody's posting videos. So it's like a big news feed of videos. But there was a really interesting lady, a guy there named, (laughs) guy, it was a guy named um, Carrie Bragshaw, Dragshaw, which I don't know if you'll get that joke. Anybody who likes sex in the city might get it. Um, But yeah, so that was my little two-day jaunt in the middle of the week. And I bet you're jealous you couldn't be there. Yeah, I like browsing social media, but I don't know. Yeah, we call it booking, booking it when we're on Facebook for a while, but then you have to get back into the real world. But I'm just using it to try and promote what, what, what we're doing here in the real world. Yeah, I know. I didn't know if there was anyone you talked to there, any connections you made, any mentions no, of this, our shows, our Facebook pages, or anything. So I, I basically handed out, I made business cards with Braille on them, and I handed them out to the two ladies we were with that I met there. It was kind of weird. When you're with a group, you don't socialize, and there were so many people, but they all sort of seemed to be in their own heads and and... I don't know, I guess if they didn't really encourage, like we were saying, maybe they should have had a few sessions where you could make, you know, 
break off into groups and ask people stuff. There was all, it was constant presentations. And then there was lunch, which everybody's just, it's a mad rush to get into the food line, right? Um, so no, I didn't really, uh, only pe- woman we met was at lunch the one day. So they had these things in the lobby to eat at called standing tables. So I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like the standing desks that were so, um, all the rage there. Yeah, I've heard about it. Heard it's kind of cool, that, you know, because you eliminate the need for chairs that get in the way and whatever to take up space. Especially, too, at a conference like that where you were, I'm guessing you were sitting all morning. Yeah, exactly. So it was a nice mix of it's sitting. Not like you're and up all standing. morning and then you have to stand for lunch, too. No. But it was nice. We could nice stand at sit. these tables at uh, sort of chest height and eat. Uh, and the one, the second day, we met this lovely lady. She let us share her table. Um, and she works for like a medical journal. She writes for them and things. So she was there to get ideas and, and, and things. Um, so that's an interesting person to meet. Um, and I think Amy did give her information. Uh, my friend Amy has a company called Better Than Fine, and they do social media work for companies. So she was there tweeting and so you went, <laughs> technically working. You went with your friend of 25 years or whatever, mm-hmm. and then who? how did you meet the other person that you you were with? So these were through her. These were the two, these are friends and co- sort of co-workers. Oh, okay, so they're th- friends of your friend. Yeah. I see. Okay. I wasn't sure if you'd met them on social media or how you mm. heard about this whole conference, but I guess it was all through your friend. Oh, and it's crazy. I'm sitting there thinking I should be tweeting. And I just couldn't. I didn't have the energy to listen and to be there in the in the space and to be constantly. Well, that's the that's the interesting part about it is a big thing with social media and all this stuff is when you go out to a big event, everyone's just on their phone taking video or something. How come they're not just sitting there enjoying the event? Which I I can agree with, but at the same time, when it's an event specific to social media, then it seems like uh, oh maybe I would be on my social this media. This is what you do. Like, you can so. do both. Um, there were just a lot of motiv- motivational speaking, a lot of um, sort of common sense stuff. Like, you know, be more personal with your social media channels. Don't be so curated, right? Like, which I, I really, I think I tried, I, I mostly am with CFB, but um, it's just you and me. It's just, that's what we are. <laughs> but, um, you know, bigger companies maybe have bigger problems with that. But yeah, no, it, it was, it was just, it was, I'm glad I went for the experience of just getting hang, to hang out with those girls and um, had some fun. But um, but it wasn't. It seems it was a lot different than your disability insights. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> seminar that you went to. Yeah, totally. It's put on by this thing called Pinch Social. <clears throat> so so we're not going to be doing a two part episode on this. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I mean, I have I have a lot of clips. Uh, I did record s- certain talks, um, and I thought about playing something from somewhere, but you know, I don't really know what's really relatable to this show p- per se. It's sort of semi relatable, right? Um. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't cue any of those up. <clears throat> and there was no discussion with anyone about, um, I know something you you talk about quite a bit and you can get f- frustrated with sometimes is accessibility on social media for blind people or anything. Well, that's what, so <laughs> the girls I went with were, um, some, one of them was less experienced with social media than I am, I'd say, but the other two, maybe not. They were maybe better. We had this whole discussion about things they would change at this conference. I mean, there were some criticisms and things that we we all discussed between the four of us, um, and one of them is that this these conferences are quite there's a lot of fluff as you say right there's a lot of common knowledge there's a lot of they try to get the best speakers who they think will draw in the best most crowd, um, but they forget about a bunch of stuff including accessibility, right and that's just not common thought for a lot of people, so we did discuss that and Amy thinking about they're thinking about maybe putting on something someday and you know. It's good to just have friends in those areas because you know they will talk about that stuff for you. you. They have your back in that way. So, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of the slides, these presentations, and that's why I had Victoria there, who was whispering to me what was, you know, some presenters will tell you everything there's on their slides pretty much anyway. But there were some videos that were silent, um, and I sort of pointed out to her, I just said, like, whatever this ad was that this presenter was trying to show us, there's no audio. And nobody thinks about that, but, you know, screw the blind audience, they're not going to, we don't care about them, they're not worth us putting any audio because we, we don't need their business. It's, but it's not, not even not necessarily even. screw the, it's just people just don't think about it because <laughs> exactly. it is a small, very small portion of the population. To me, it feels like we're a big, big enough portion that we should be thought of more, but I, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, we're down to our last like, minute or two here. So I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to quick mention before we uh, wrap things up for today's show. I did just want to say that the Blind Canadian magazine is out November issue. Um, I um, It's my first time being assistant editor on that. So if you go to cfb.ca, um, you can you can read it on PDF. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the Blind Canadian on the show, but not too much. So We could talk more about it next time. I can sort of um, give you a bit of an overview. Now that the issue is online. Now that it's all- try and Check it out over the, this next week, and next week we can talk more about it. But it is a magazine put together by the, well, it's, I don't know, is it by the CFB? I guess it is, right? Yeah. Um, from out west. So the the national secretary is the editor there. She's um, she's a writer and stuff, and I, I wanted to learn how she does it, because I think it's a great thing to have. I'd, I'd like to put my own, you know, put some of myself into it and now that I'm a part of it and you know help shape it and take it in the right and direction it's, but it's a great thing and it goes out to so many um, politicians offices and, and businesses and again the, the blind Canadian most people haven't heard of it I hadn't heard of it and no. I um, how long has it been around again uh, is it like, like 10 years maybe yeah so I I just I didn't hear about it until we got involved in the, the Canadian Federation of the Blind so it's just one of those things again that we're, which is what we're looking for with all of this stuff is trying to spread the word and trying to get it out there but it's it's such a gradual thing. It just takes so much time. So much frustration. We could talk about it again later. Yeah, so um, it's just it's nice to have this platform to mention that The Blind Canadian does exist out there and it's a great magazine to read about inspirational, like, well, just blind people, I guess not necessarily inspirational, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more in depth about it next week, but it's put together all by blind people and it's a, it's a uh, important magazine to have, so. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess... Uh, I that guess does it. That does it for our catch-up show. Today's show, and and I did want to just mention we were at our friend's wedding. Eric, congratulations! I've known you for 21 years, and we it was a great day. So yeah, Eric, uh, who's been on our show before, mm-hmm. way back uh, when we CFB started, Ontario. and chairman of CFB Ontario, and a friend of ours for over 20 years, is officially married. So congrats to him, and uh, see you f- next week. Well, I'll see you next week. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.